Welcome back to the Reawakening Podcast. I'm Brian Ingraham. I genuinely want you to feel alive in your faith with Jesus, to go from wherever you are to a more fresh relationship with Jesus. I want your connection to God to, to just be full of life and goodness. That's why I talk so much about reawakening and feeling reawakened with God. I believe it's possible for you. And actually, if you kind of boil down my philosophy of life and relationship with God, I believe that if I get the right things right today, if I get the right practices right with today, and then tomorrow, I also get the right things right tomorrow, and I stack it up day after day after day, then I will be living this fresh, close, long-lasting, life-giving relationship to the God of the Bible. And sometimes it's it's too big to think big picture when it comes to this stuff. Like, oh man, I, I probably won't be able to stick with the, the small things, the, the, the day-to-day things that will help me with that, and we can give up. But every day, I'm like, Brian, get the right things right today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about what you did or didn't do yesterday. Can you get the right things right today? One of the questions I'm always asking myself is, why don't I do today what I know would be the right thing to do? Well, not not morally or ethically, although maybe sometimes that's the case, but basically like, you know, why didn't I do that Jesus timer? Why didn't I do that bit of exercise? Why don't I do sometimes the things that I know? Like if I go for a run, that'll be good for my mind. It'll be good for my heart. It will be good for my blood pressure. It'll be good for my, my, my attitude. It'll be just good for my sleep. Why, why don't I do sometimes the things that I, I know that that would be better? I kind of want to talk about that today. I want to do a little bit of a deep dive into my heart and my motivation, our hearts, our motivation, and really wondering why don't I do the things that I know would be good for me, that that, that I want to be doing, that will lead me to be the person that I, I want to be. A few weeks ago in my mentoring course, we started talking about this kind of thing. We started talking about you know, why is it that we don't do the basic things? And, and I think I introduced that one with the idea of self-disappointment and, and how like I might look at my life, I might look at myself today and be like, oh, I feel disappointed. I feel disappointed that, you know, just fill in the blanks, uh, that my eating isn't what I want it to be or that my, my um, Jesus times or my Bible readings or my self-discipline or my my exercise, whatever, it, I, I might struggle with self-disappointment. I think everybody has aspects of their life that they're a bit disappointed in. Maybe it's a relationship like marriage or relationship with their kids or, or uh, uh, friendships or whatever. Like there's areas where, where we find ourselves self-disappointed. And yet we, we tend to stay in those places and not breakthrough. You would think that if we're disappointed, we would do something about it. And a lot of the things that we would we, we would do are not complicated. Like if I'm not feeling good about my exercise, well then exercise, right? Then just do it. Um, why, why, don't I, why don't I do that? I, I want to talk about that today, but I want to start by talking about horseshoes. Horseshoes. Have you have you ever played horseshoes? I, I've I've uh, played horseshoes, you know, at camp uh, or whatever, and 
uh, horseshoes is kind of an uh, an interesting game. Now I'll tell you right off the bat, I am not the world's best uh, horseshoe hucker. I don't even know what to what to what to say. Thrower of horseshoes, lobber of horseshoes. I don't even know what the technical term is. This is not really my sport, but I've done it a little bit. And you know, I, I've had this experience where you know you, you stand up there and you've got the horseshoe in your hand and you grip it how you want to grip it. Some people grab it right in the middle of the back or some people at a bit of an angle and you and you swing the horseshoe back and then you launch it into the air and ideally it does this magical flippy flip in the air and it lands with the horseshoe embracing like a warm tender hug the the stake on the far side and getting a ringer and and getting the, that's that's the ideal okay but that's not often my experience in fact that's usually not my experience what usually happens with me is i let's say i take the horseshoe and i i go back i go forward i launch the horseshoe into the air and i completely miss in fact Sometimes I'll completely miss the sand pit that it's supposed to land in. At Lakeside, you've got this grass area in between, and then you've got these sand box kind of rectangle things with the stake in the middle of them, and you've got a wood boards around like kind of like a backstop so so that it doesn't just keep going and going and going. But it's I can miss the backstop as well. Like I, I'm not I'm not necessarily super awesome at this one. But okay, let's say I get up there. And I swing back and I throw it, throw the horseshoe and no points. I miss. I'm, I'm too far away. I'm not close enough uh, to get any points on, on horseshoes. And then I do it again and I go back and let's say this time I totally missed the pit. Or the next time I, 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 I throw it and again, bounces off the backboard. It's not really a backboard, the backstop and, and doesn't, doesn't get close enough. And let's say for 10 times I throw this horseshoe and I miss every time I I'm I'm not I'm not even close what's gonna happen on my 11th throw on my 11th throw now the truth is I don't know but the belief that I can start to believe is I will miss again but when it comes to horseshoes and especially with me my my last 10 throws do not tell me what's going to happen on my next throw but we've i've got these like subtle lies that start think uh, start seeping in like oh man i am terrible at horseshoes and at this point i can start negative self-talking and i can be like oh man i am no good i'm never going to get any points why even throw another horseshoe like, like it's pointless i i've missed every time in the past and why would i think it would be any different going ahead and sometimes these past failures in this case horseshoes or it could be any aspect of our life sometimes we look at our past failures and we assume that because we have failed in the past because we've been disappointed in the past because we've let ourselves down in the past because we have not uh, been able to stay consistent like we would have liked to stay in the past maybe we've had some winner of a moments maybe my third throw of the horseshoe i actually hit the stake and it was leaning up against the stake and I got some points there. But, but you know, that, that was just one time. It was just more random than anything. But we can start to think that our, our general past lack of success, our disappointments in our story are going to predict what's going to happen in, 
in, in the future? What's going to happen next time? And actually, I think with, with many of our habits, we live this way where, oh man, I started journaling once in the past and it didn't, I didn't last. Or I, I did it for a few weeks and then it didn't last. Or actually, I've started several journals in the past and, and I just haven't stayed with it. Or Jesus times. I, I had some quiet times. I've done that from time to time, but they never last. They never make it. And so, you know, I, I'm not sure I want, I want, it's worth starting again today. I have proven to myself based on looking back that I am not able to be great at having a, a, a consistent Jesus time, a consistent quiet time. But, but there's lies there. And, and the enemy is the accuser of us and our pasts. He, see, the thing is, the thing that the enemy doesn't want you to do is try again on the right things. The enemy does not want you to start again on your quiet time, to start again on reading the Bible, to start again on your prayer life, to start again on your journaling, to start again on working on rebuilding um, your marriage, or start again with being being a better parent in your home, or start again with 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 friendships. The, the, the accuser wants you to look at your look at your past and just be like, "There's n- don't even bother trying." to do the right thing again today. It's not worth it. You're just going to fail. And this fear of failure, this this self-disappointment, the the, the enemy just just loves to accuse you and lie to you subtly. I mean, the truth is you didn't keep going in the past and it would have been better had you have kept going. But the lie is, therefore, because of your past, don't try again now. But I firmly believe that I want to be someone who gets the right things right today. That that I I never want to be someone who is uh, who is af- too afraid to restart doing the right things. And I'm going to say it's you. Never stop restarting the right things. Never stop restarting the right things because your past does not tell you what's going to happen next time. When I look back over my life, I, I have so many failed attempts at Jesus time, quiet times. But 10 years ago, that changed. And that restart 10 years ago has been the consistent thing of my life. I have so many failed attempts at journaling. You know, seasons where it's, I've journaled well and then stopped and seasons where... But about five years ago or six years ago or whatever it was now, that restart was was a restart that stuck with me. And had I believed the lies and I, I, had I believed the liar that, oh man, it's not worth restarting, uh, that, that would have been a lie that was keeping me from doing the right thing. The enemy wants you to not do the right thing today. But what I'm telling, what I try and tell myself is, you know what? I didn't do it right yesterday. I didn't do it right this last year. But today, I want to do the right things right today. Now, dealing with those lies and negativity and looking at the past, sometimes people veer and try and lean towards optimism when it comes. Now, I'm naturally wired more positive and optimistically, but I want to tell you that optimism isn't necessarily the answer when it comes to addressing the truth of 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 your your journey you might be like well 
okay, my past is my past. My past doesn't predict my future. I am going to be brilliant now henceforth at all my Jesus times or all my exercise times or all my journaling times or, or all of my my evenings coming home to my, my family or friends or whatever the case may be. Like we want like if if you lie to yourself with with um non-realistic optimism, you can also set yourself up for an, another crash and burn. The, let's say let's say I am playing horseshoes and I I throw this horseshoe and ringer goes right around the stake. And then I do it again. Ringer and and ten times in a row. Ringer, 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 like just the perfect throw every time. What's gonna happen on my eleventh throw? I don't know. I don't know, especially I don't know, but like, but my, my, my past success doesn't necessarily predict my future as well. I believe when it comes to life and when it, when it comes to today, that's the key word today, I need to forget what's behind and I need to do today what I know is the right thing, whether I believe that I am going to be able to continue it going in the future. Sometimes, especially with the habits that we've had the most quote-unquote failing with, the most starts, stops, the the most self-disappointment in, we can be afraid today to start because we're afraid we will just fail again or keep going. The past doesn't determine and how I feel about the future doesn't determine. In fact, it's too big of a thought. I've been thinking about um, starting weightlifting again. I haven't lifted weights for months, for, for a long period of time. And I'm actually pretty disappointed in it. Every, every week I'm like, oh, I want to restart. Yeah, I'm going to restart. Why haven't I restarted? Well, some of it has to do with it looks too big going forward. And I've had, I've had some false restarts where I've done it for a week or I've done it for a, a couple days, but I've not gotten back into the rhythm over the, this last long season of time. And I am disappointed. I I want to be. I know it's good for me. I know that 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 strength training is good for my mind. It's good for my health. It's it's good for my um, for so for so many good reasons. Um, and yet I and yet I haven't been doing what I know is a good thing to do. And I haven't restarted. Why didn't I do that yesterday? Why didn't I lift weights yesterday? I know that it's a good idea. Well, it's probably because I'm thinking too big. And I'm thinking about what's going to happen if I get back into weightlifting and and kind of start practicing that again. What are really, honestly, Brian, what are really the chances that you're going to keep going because you haven't kept going the last several failed restarts? But I'm thinking too big. I'm thinking too big. And I'm letting, uh, not only is the, the, the enemy the accuser of the past, but he's also the deceiver of the future. He's the accuser of the past. He's the deceiver of the future. And he will throw in lies to us about a potential future failing anything. He will do anything to keep us from doing the right thing today. He will be like, don't even start journaling today. You're going to fail. Don't even start your quiet time today. Don't, don't get up early today. Don't, don't do that. It's, it's just, it's worthless. You're just going to be tired and, and you're, you're not going to, it's not going to pay off in the long run. The accuser of the past, the deceiver of the future wants you to not do today the things that you know are the right things. What I've, what I've been trying to 
really hone in on in my life is I, I, I don't need to be uh, overly obsessed with negativity about the past or doubt about the future. I don't want to, to lie to myself with um, optimism that's not based in, in reality. What I, what I want to go for, and I think what we need to keep going for, is this thing that I call hope-filled truth. It's not neutral truth. It's not just truth. It's hope-filled truth. Hope-filled truth. Let me give you some examples of what this might look like. In my church, we have Bible read-through groups. I've been a part of them for years and years and years. And I've seen people being a part of them for years and years and years. And I and some people come to the groups and they and they take to them and they they stay with them for a long time, years, and they kind of read through the Bible cover to cover. And you know, they have their their wins and losses some weeks. They they're not as read as they would have liked to have been, or whatever the case may be, but but they generally stay with it. But there's others who come to a group and uh, a little bit overwhelmed by it. Maybe they give it one week, maybe they give it a few weeks, and then they stop going. And I, I've even seen a few people who will like give it a go and then stop going. And then a few months go by, and then, okay, I'm going to give it a go again and then stop going. But uh, eventually, I see people just not even trying anymore. Now, this isn't my story, but let, let's just speculate what kind of enemy lies would be at work in someone about not even trying again to join a Bible read-through group to read through the Bible. Because I tell you what, the enemy definitely doesn't want that person reading through the Bible and definitely not reading through the Bible with, with people that are going to be encouraging and, and light, gentle, gentle, grace-filled accountability. The enemy doesn't want that. So the enemy is going to be bombarding that person with lies. And the first thing that that person is going to be bombarded with is lies about the past. You're going to be accused about the past. You failed in the past. You shouldn't think that this next try is... It's a waste of... It's an embarrassment. It's The, the enemy starts lying to them about the past. And then the question that that person needs to ask is, okay, there's lies here in my head because obviously the enemy doesn't want me to do this. But what is true? What is true? And maybe it's time for tell the truth today. Tell the truth today. And and say, what does hope-filled truth look like today? What is true? The truth is, I can read my Bible, but I wasn't committed to it in the past. The truth is, I did stop reading and I stopped going to my group. The truth is, I... I knew it was a good idea and I am disappointed with myself that I didn't I didn't keep going. The truth is the enemy wants me to stop and I did. That sort of a thing. But what is what is hope filled that that is a that's a tell the truth today thing. Tell the truth today. That's true. The truth is not I can never do this. The truth is not I can never read the Bible consistently. Those are not truths. Those are lies. Those are lies, accusings of the past and deceivings about the future. The truth is I can and maybe this next time will last. Now, I'm using the word maybe because I don't want to move into an uh, an unhealthy 
optimism that can veer into lies. The next time I will do it. I will. And, and it kind of that sort of, maybe you won't actually. And that, but that's okay. The, the truth is it's okay to start again today. And yeah, I, it can be an overwhelming thought about like, oh, can I keep going over the course of a year? But that's not today's battle. That's not something that we can really worry about today. My, my commitment is, can I get the right thing right today? Today, can I get the right thing right? Hopeful truth might look like for this person, yes, I was unsuccessful in the past, but I know that the person that I want to be is a somebody who knows the Bible, who reads the Bible. And the path to, to being that is just to start today. Get the right thing right today. That That's the thing. Live it today. And, and I can't let my fear of stopping doing the right thing tomorrow keep me from doing the right thing today. It's, it's amazing. You know, like, like with weightlifting and, and stuff, or, or really, actually, honestly, the, my lack of weightlifting. When I, I think about why don't I restart? Why don't I lift? And it's, it's just because I'm overwhelmed by the bigness of the thought. But, and, and, and the, the feelings that, well, it's not worth it because I'll probably fail. Fear of future failure, the enemy is so powerful at, at using that against us in our Jesus times, in our relationships, in our families, in, in, in all kinds of things. But what does hope-filled truth look like in, in our situation? The hope-filled truth looks like, I can't, I can't do anything about tomorrow today. I can't do anything about yesterday today. All I can do is do the right thing today. And again, as I'm going to, I want to keep saying, friends, never stop restarting the right things today. Never stop restarting the right things today. I know a lot of people struggle with, with food and, and either uh, too little or, or too much. And, but in some way, their, 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 their battle with food and, or their feelings about food, they're out of sync with what they believe is, is ideal or what is healthy and what is healthy for them. And for some people, they're like, okay, I know I should eat more today. Or I know I should eat less today. Okay, I need to need to pick a, an example. So, uh, like, let's just say this can work both ways. But we're gonna say like eating. I'm I'm eating too much. Okay, so I, I look at I'm like, man, I'm eating too much today, and I and I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. In fact, I look back, let's say at the scale, and I'm like, wow, my 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 weight just keeps going up and up and up, and and you know I can blame it on my age or whatever. But the reality is, it has to do with my calorie intake. But uh, I, I'm feeling like, oh, I, I have no hope. I have no hope of being able to eat healthy for a long period of time because I've done some diets in the past, let's say. I've done some, I've, I've given this some efforts in the past. And so, you know, why even bother do, eating well today? Friends, the, the liar wants me to give up on my health. He wants me to give up on, on doing the right thing to, today. And, you know, maybe he's way more assumed or, or obsessed about my Jesus time than, than other things. But but like it's amazing how much we we just won't even try today because of our failures in the past. Like why won't I try today again? What are the lies? What are the lies bombarding me? I can't do it. I'll never do it. I can't get there. Wh- whatever the case. Or or my lies about the future. Oh man, I, I I have no hope. I'm too old now and blah, 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 blah. What is the hope-filled truth? It's too big to think big picture. But what, I, what can I do today? What is the right thing to do today when it comes to eating? Can I get that right today? 
And you know what? I'll deal with tomorrow when tomorrow comes. But if I can get the right thing right today, if I can live it today, if I can restart good eating today, well, then that's that's what I want to do. And I, I can't let myself be overwhelmed by all, all the things. The truth is I may not keep going eating well tomorrow. But you know what? I'm not going to let what might happen tomorrow keep me from doing and restarting the right thing today. Friends, you can apply this in, in every aspect of your life that you find yourself not doing what you know would be better for you. But you're, you're not doing it. You're, you're, not, you're not restarting it. Like, why didn't I run this morning? Why didn't I do this this morning? Why didn't I do this today? Well, let's ask the question, why did I stop and why won't I start again? And in fact, maybe that's the more important question. Why won't I start again? And that's where the lies and truth battle is, is for us. I mean, if you were to sit down and, and, and as you're listening to this podcast, just start writing down what are the things that you are disappointed, self-disappointed about when it comes to things that you know that you should be doing, things that you know would be better, whether it's things connected to your relationship with Jesus, uh, prayer times, intercession times, going to pre-service prayer at church, or, or praying with people at church, um, joining the prayer ministry team at your church or whatever, or, or being somebody who is uh, attentive and, and actually praying for the things that you tell people that you're going to be praying. Hey, yeah, I'll pray for that. I'll pray for that. Okay. And you're, maybe you're disappointed that you're not doing that, or maybe you feel like you want to be praying about your your life, your future, and you're not really praying as you would like to about your life, your future. You're not praying about your maybe your relationships or your future relationships or your or your relationship situation or your kids. If you have kids, like you're not praying for your kids as you want to, as you always imagined yourself being somebody who's praying for their kids or, or your kids' future spouses or your kids' current spouses or, or whatever the case may be. You find yourself disappointed in the area of prayer. What's keeping you from doing that today? Sitting down and just, or going for a walk and pray and just praying today about the things that you would wish you were praying for more frequently and not beating yourself up about the past and what you didn't do yesterday or your dread about tomorrow. I probably won't be able to keep this up praying for my kids like I want to be praying for them or praying for my future spouses. I would hope to be praying for them or whatever the case may be or praying for that person at, at church that I said I would pray for. Like, okay, don't let your past or your dread or your deception about your future matter at this moment. The right thing today, what's right today, restart that today. Pray today. Again, this can be about your prayer life, your Jesus times, your your, your spiritual rhythms like uh, journaling or things connected to relationship or marriage or family or, or food or sin. Why haven't I stopped this? And, and again, keep going back to the game spot the lie. What is it that the enemy is trying to accuse me of of my past about this particular topic? What is this thing, this accusation that is that is so in my head in a subtle way that's keeping me from even trying to do today what I know is the right thing? And then what is the lie about the future that's keeping me from even wanting to start again, to restart today? What, what are these lies that the enemy is doing? And, and we're not going to combat that with over-the-top optimism, but we are going to seek, okay, there's lies going on, so what is true? 
And what is the hope-filled truth? The truth is not, I could never do this or I could never be a praying person. Those are lies. If you believe that lie that you could never be a praying person, you could never be a consistent intercessor, man, I just rebuke that right now. That is not true. That is a lie that you have been repeating or believing yourself. And you need to just say, oops, that I have bought the lie. You can be a mighty, consistent prayer person. You can have powerful, wonderful, consistent Jesus times. You can be someone who journals uh, effectively and powerfully. You can have a great marriage. You can have a great family scenario situation. You can have a great uh, dating relationship. You can you can be uh, you, you can have a gr- good, healthy, right relationship with food. You can ha- be somebody who is. Uh, who is uh, triumph, uh, able to tri- uh, be triumphant over sin and even sins that have enslaved you, don't buy the lies. Spot the lies and replace them with hope-filled truth. What is today's hope-filled truth? And again, with this message of never stop restarting today, the right things today. I think you know what your right things are. What, what are the things that, that the habits that you wish were regular part of your life? I, I believe that, you know, my life is not the, this, this sum total of some great uh, quest as much as it is, is getting the right things right today and then stacking that day after day, but not worried about what if I don't get it right tomorrow and thus not trying to start today. Can I get the right things right today? Friends, I I hope you find this helpful. Uh, If you found this helpful, there's a chance that somebody else might find this helpful because I I believe every person on planet Earth is buying lies. And so they're not even trying anymore to do some of the things. They're not doing today what, what they know they ought to be doing because they're they're believing lies and that those lies need to be confronted. Tell the truth today. And they need to be replaced with hope-filled truth. And, and this commitment to, okay, maybe I won't get it right tomorrow. Maybe I didn't get it right yesterday. But today, I'm not going to let the deceiver keep me from restarting the right things. It's, everyone needs to hear this. So if there's people that come to mind, send the, connect them to this podcast. Be like, okay, you know what? I'm not saying anything <laughs> about the lies that you may believe. But, you know, this could, this could be helpful. Um, Also, if you could rate and review wherever you get your podcast, that would be really great. As you know, I have such a passion to see people helped in their relationship with Jesus. I want people to live fresh and close to God. I want them to feel reawakened like they never have before. I want you to feel reawakened. So much about my life is wired towards trying to help us all walk closely with Jesus. And if this podcast is helpful, great. Um, If you feel like you need more, there's a bunch of free stuff at rehope.co.uk, years of teaching uh, that that on Sundays that are there. I I also, if if this is something that maybe you feel like I, I need even more guidance in this, I am mentoring a group of people to walk in close, fresh relationship with Jesus. And that started in October, but you can jump in at any time uh, and basically go to brianingraham.co.uk to look into it and to see if if maybe that that seems like a good idea for you. But but ultimately, you're, you're welcome for that. I want you to get whatever help you need. And, and if having a subscription to this, to mentoring will help you, it's there. If not, don't worry about it. 
I, I believe, though, that it's hard to follow Jesus consistently day after day alone. In fact, let me, let me end with, with this story impulsively. My, my son and I were talking the other day at, at lunch, and he was telling me that he's been at the gym now for several months, and, and he's kind of surprised because it's been going really, really well. And previously, he had been going to the gym in different seasons, and he never kept going. He'd go for a bit, and then it stopped, and go for a bit, and stopped. And actually, this analogy is quite relevant to the podcast that I've just been recording here. But I asked him at lunch, okay, so what, what's the difference this time? What, what, what is making the difference? And he said, well, I suppose the main difference is I got a buddy. That's my word, not his word. I, I've got a buddy that I, that I go to the gym with. And I'm like, yeah, that that's it. Sometimes the difference between uh, being successful and getting the right things right, doing the things that we know would be better if we were doing them, whether it's health or Jesus time or life or whatever, sometimes the difference is just having a buddy, having help. Maybe this podcast is good for that. Maybe a Bible read-through group is good for that. Maybe being a part of a church is good for that. Maybe for you, you're like, okay, mentoring would be good for that. Uh I want to see our whole generation reawakened to walk in fresh, close, long-lasting, life-giving connection to the Bible. I want that for everyone. I want that for you. Some people can fumble through this path alone, but I know that everyone does better with help. Yeah.